Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. When you look at the executive levels of football, whether they be at the head coach level, general manager level, or principal in charge, uh, the opportunities given to uh, people of color, specifically blacks, are, uh, in my opinion, uh, abysmal. Let's go behind the mask. Man, what up was happening? We got a lot to talk about, really a lot to talk about, because that was Rod Graves, the executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance. Over a year ago, he came on the BTM podcast himself, Harry Carson, one of the all-time greats, New York football giants. Mm -hmm. They represent all of the minority coaches, player personnel, execs, officials, and non-player roles to really create racial and gender diversity in the National Football League. We, we obviously, you here because you know what the problem is. And it stemmed from the lawsuit from Brian Flores and... It goes back to 2019 when he had an interview with the Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. He said that John Elway arrived to the interview one hour late and appeared hungover. Then you fast forward a little bit later, 2019, he was offered 100K by the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, for each loss to improve the draft position. Crazy. Also known as tanking. And what was his response to that? Nah, he wasn't with it. And that's illegal. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. So now you look at 2020, he was pressured to meet with the prominent quarterback to recruit him throughout the process of free agency to get him to come to Miami and tampering, right? He wasn't down with that. And now in 2022, he learned the Giants' plan to hire Brian Dable from Bill Belichick. He learned that before his in-person interview. And so – Man, listen, I really don't know where to start because it's disappointing. And if you go back to the Rooney Rule, what exactly is the Rooney Rule? Let me catch you up. The Rooney Rule was established in 2003 from the Rooney's owners of the Pittsburgh Steelers to increase the number of minorities hired in the head coach, general manager, executive positions. And, you know, in the executive level, they must interview at least two diverse candidates from the career development of the advisory panel list. And then they also must conduct an interview, an in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for any GM or head coaching vacancy. So, you know, two, we talked about this before in the previous two seasons that we had. And it's something that consistently comes up over and over and over again. And I was shocked and surprised to see head coach Brian Flores just come out and say, look, I'm putting this lawsuit and I understand that I may be risking coaching the game that I love after filing the lawsuit. And ultimately what he's saying is that the NFL is racially segregated. Yeah. And think, try to unpack that for a minute because the NFL is, been showing that it's it's huge on diversity, right? They celebrated Pride Week in terms of minority hiring, even putting implementing the Rooney Rule uh, so teams could be more diverse in the hiring. And I think one of the things that I, I do want to bring to the light is that it's, it's kind of a, it's one and the same in terms of NFL when you talk about the league 
and when you talk about the 32 teams. Right. Right. So with the NFL being big on diversity, you can look no further than the NFL's website. Go on their uh, operations page. In terms of diversity, you got Troy Vincent, executive VP of football operations, black man. Dawn Aponte, chief football administrative officer, white woman. Moving down, Perry Fuels, SVP of officiating communications administrative, a black man. Kimberly Fields, SVP, football business strategy, a black woman. Uh, Arthur McAfee, SVP of football operations, policy, education, a black man. You have Tracy Perlman, a woman. Uh, Jade Burroughs, chief of staff, football operations, another black woman. So when you look at some of these top positions, I believe 12 of the top 17 positions in the NFL football office are diverse positions, people of color, women, et cetera. But what happens is now you have 32 teams, right? Primarily composed of 32 billionaires. I've said it before on the Behind the Mask podcast or corporations that run these teams. Right. And when you have 32 billionaires in place, what you can't do is force a billionaire and tell a billionaire who to hire for their position to run one of their businesses. It just don't happen. And unfortunately, that's the effed up truth of the league, of the world that we live in. It's just not happening. And you hear about the the, the people I just talked about in the league office, but you're hearing it here. You're not going to see it on the sports uh, centers. You're not going to see it on the, the sports networks that it's not glorified. You know what I mean? But when you don't see it, when it comes to the coaches, it is glorified. And I remember one time we were talking spicy. And one of the things you said is that because the league is made up of 70 percent people of color or black uh, black males that are out there playing on the field, we're the majority. But when you come to the positions of leadership and the positions in the executive level, that majority turns into the minority. And I think that's the problem. And, and with Flores, you got to think of it, bro. You have a CEO of your corporation, your boss, basically. Yep. Trying to pay you, buy you off to pay you to do something wrong. And if Flores would have got caught, that would have fell on him. Meaning if he would have got caught doing... If he would have got caught taking $100,000 to tank. Think of, think, of the, think of the concept. Okay. Taking uh, $100,000 for each game you lose. That's illegal. That's, that's, for me, that's, that that's still the, blows my mind because that's the integrity of the game. And, bro, and, and that is not what the league is supposed to stand on. That's not what the teams are supposed to stand on. However... Again, a billionaire making money because why they want to tank to get the first round pick or a higher position in a draft to get a first round pick to get potentially a better player for that franchise moving forward. But it's so screwed up because, again, if Flores would have took that money, $100,000 per game, they started off, uh, they, they wound up losing, I think, eight games or seven games that year, still had a winning season. You take that money and something has, and people find out about it, now you're under scrutiny, you may not have a job again in the NFL. Yep. But guess what? That billionaire still got a billion dollars because if they make him sell a team, he's going to sell a team for billions of dollars. That's the screwed up part of the position you're putting this man in for his livelihood. A young man, young black brother. So that's the part that I don't really, I, I, I can't get with. And again, if it happened, and we just heard Hugh Jackson come out and say, yeah, it's happened to him when he was coaching the Browns. Yep. How many other times has it happened? How many other play uh, coaches have taken money to tank to get a first round pick. And what is that really doing for the integrity of the game? And how the hell are we gonna change this, man, when, they, when this is what they putting on the table? What's the solution? Between my morning workouts and recording our shows, when I need a good meal and fast, I stop by McDonald's and grab the fruit and maple oatmeal breakfast. It's only 320 calories, loaded 
with red and green apples, cranberries, two varieties of raisins, and two full servings of whole grain oats with a touch of cream and brown sugar. McDonald's is just what I need for this crazy ATL traffic. Make sure you order ahead on the app and stop by McDonald's today. App download and registration required. I think even before you even get to the solution, I think we just really need to highlight like, why is it so, like, why is this so important? Because it's not just football. This is happening in every corporation. This is happening in every enterprise. And when you look at it, I think of Brian Flores. I have to commend him for having the courage to be able to come out and do this and come out and, and admit it. Yeah. Because let me remind you, there's only one black coach in the National Football League, right. and there are still at this time five vacancies. Mm-hmm. So he's still a finalist for other jobs. Yeah. So, like, I'm thinking, how does he have the courage to come out and do this knowing and understanding at the end of the day, I may not never coach again. Yeah. You know, to to have a big sack and be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And he understand it ain't even for me, this is so unselfish. And the reason why I say this, it's not so much about him, even though he's going to get the headlines and you know, he's going to be the direct recipient of whatever the consequences may be. Yeah. But he's doing it for the greater good of everybody else who look like me, you. Uh, the greater good for greater of the good of the people who want to be inclusive mm-hmm. when it comes to women being able to be hired in C-suite positions. Mm-hmm. And so I commend him for that, number one. Number two, this is the thing that I really uh, hope people understand out of this. You know, he already said, I come from a place of truth, right? I come from a place of truth. And what make Brian Flores so dangerous right now? Because he's in a position to where he's operating in, in a place of like, I'm no longer in need. Yeah. You can't control me by the dollar, mm-hmm. nor will I sell out for the dollar. And we talked about that when he didn't tank. Yeah. And, and the thing that's crazy for me is, he started this past season one and a seven. Ended the season eight and one. Yeah. That's a winning record. It ain't a losing record. Two years in a row. Yeah. So when you see the body of work that he's done put together, and if you take into account, even if he would have tanked, even if he would have met with the prominent quarterback on the boat, he still could have been fired for <laughs> just not being productive, not meeting the mark. But at the end of the day, he is still labeled as non-compliant and difficult to work with, which ultimately led to his firing. You do it all without breaking a sweat. And you do it all, all in style. That's why Infinity fully reimagined the QX60 to help you conquer it all with ease. A luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you conquer life in style. Now with extremely limited availability, contact your local retailer for inventory information. You know how it is in the league, man. And people, if y'all don't know, 
there is a saying in the NFL, shit rolls downhill. And in the executive level, it's definitely going to roll downhill. And none other than Brian Flores, because you would think, like, when he did get fired, everybody in the Dolphins uh, community, they were sitting there like, what? How? He just had a winning season. Like, how does a coach that has only been there a couple of years and have winning seasons while he's there from a team that was trash prior to that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Obviously making strides. How they they were not relevant. People didn't, relevant they, weren't, they weren't afraid of them when they – I remember when we got the schedule, we used to look at certain teams and be like, okay, hey, win, yeah. win. Miami, win. Yeah. They'll play good defense, but win. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how we marked it up. Yeah, and, and – and, moving the team in the right direction, but then this happens. And then also, think about the whole concept of what he's going through. Then you go to another interview for another job, and you get a text from your former employer, Bill Belichick, saying that, congratulations on, you know, I heard you, you're the guy for the job, but he got the wrong Brian. You know what I'm saying? Like, so imagine what you feel like. That's trick. When that, you're like, oh shit, this is so. That's you feel like it's a whole. You in the Matrix, like you in Twilight Zone. Is this really happening? And if this is what goes on in 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 the NFL with these teams, there is there has to be another way. And again, you salute Brian Flores. I do too. There has to be another way to overcome this because I want what's best for Brian Flores, right? For 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 being the the poster boy for for this movement, right? Yep. Not because of the money, not because of he can get another job, but like you said, for what he's doing for the people that are coming up. We talked about Eric Bieniemy mm-hmm. wanting to get a, a, a head coaching job, being an offensive coordinator on one of the best offenses over the last half a decade in the Kansas City Chiefs. Byron Leftwich, coordinator for the Bucks that just took him to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. They won a Super Bowl. Like we, we talk about these coordinators that have been there for so long and other Leslie like, Frazier. Leslie Frazier, that, that that was a former head coach, also a coordinator. And you wonder why don't they get the same opportunities? Again, there's five, well, five positions left, head coaching positions left. Five head coaching positions left. There are plenty applicants out there. And if this Rooney rule really worked, there's no possible way that they wouldn't be filled our black head coaches that have had success at the highest level. So he's doing the right thing in terms of making sure that the people that come after him have an opportunity, putting it out front, sacrificial land for, the, for, for, for black coaches that are out there. Yeah. Because again, we look at what happened with Kaepernick. Kaepernick raised a flag on th- some things that he didn't feel that were uh, going on right within the NFL, but he didn't get an opportunity to play again. So you gotta believe the same thing is gonna happen. is gonna happen to Brian Flores. Like you, he's he may not have an opportunity to coach again, and if he doesn't, that's the screwed up part, bro. Yeah, it is the screwed up part. And just to put it in context, so you understand, like both sides. Like even when we did the interview with Rod Graves, mm-hmm. executive director of the Fritz Pollard Alliance, back then, I got it in my notes. Good, you know, staying organized. All right, all right. So look. <laughs> Back then, it was four people of color mm. in coaching positions, which was 12%. Now we're down to one. It's only 3% of the NFL. Then we had two black GMs back at the time, Miami and Cleveland. Now we're up to five. Yeah, moving in the right direction. Moving in the right direction. Zero team presidents back then. Now we have one with Jason Wright of the Washington Commanders. Shout out to them. Still doesn't sound right, but if you like it, we love it. That's the only thing I'm going to say about that. You know, so 
is the Rooney Rule, is it doing this job? No, it's not. Like you said, too, the billionaires have found ways to be able to circumvent what they are doing. You know, at the end of the day, like, I'll be like, I look at this from totally from non bias. If I'm a billionaire, it's going to be hard for you to tell me what to do, too, if you ain't coming up with the same amount of money as me. Just how it is. But where you're wrong is when you look at the league as a whole and you understand it's 70% plus when we're talking about the product that's out on the football field too, 70% plus, and these guys out here going out here doing what needs to be done, and the football is at an all-time high. We just finished the greatest playoffs probably in the existence of the 100-plus years of the NFL. And so you mean to tell me you can't have people of color or people who looks like the people who are out there on the field putting in that sweat equity as well as being compensated for it. You can't get somebody in a C-level suite position of leadership. Come on, man. That ain't it. That, that ain't it. And that ain't going to never be it. And so that's the reason why when I look at it overall, too, it's all about what are, I don't know, what are the solutions? You know what's the crazy part, Spice, to what you just said? Another background for, for, for the people that don't don't know, may not know. So when we come into the NFL, right, when we get drafted, free agent, when we're coming out of college, we go to the combines, the pro days, we go to the interviews for these teams. They know everything about you from when you were a teen, a kid, about your family. You, they have federal investigators that may follow you if you've been in trouble as a young man. They know everything about your background. Case in point, went to the combine. I'm from New York. My last name is Reyes. My favorite team growing up was the New York Giants. I got a I got a tattoo of a crime and a Yankee sign. Jailhouse tattoo, baby. <laughs> Listen, man. Five points representing the five boroughs. Do you know what this coach said? Remember Mouse? Mouse the uh, O line yeah. coach, recipes mouse for the Buffalo Bills. This man asked me, Yeah, see, you got a crown on your arm and it's, it's hanging to the left, kind of like Latin Kings. He said, So you in the Latin Kings? I looked at him, I said, what? He said, you in the Latin Kings. I said, nah. He said, so what about your, your homeboys, your, your your posse? I said, man, I ain't got no posse. He said, well, what about your crew? Where they at? Guys you grew up with? I said, yo, they college graduates. Some have jobs. Some are executives already. Like, And, and that turned me off. But all that to say, this is the shit that, that we go through before we get a job. This is how detailed that they claim they want to be, right? I know it's definitely offensive. It was offensive to me. I got up and walked out the room. But if they are that detailed for some 17, 18, 19 year olds that they're going to hire to sit there, these teams that they're going to hire to sit there and pay them millions of dollars, right. you're paying the coaches millions of dollars too. You can do some damn research and find out what a black coach is about and what his history is about. And you know his pedigree. So there's no possible way that you got 32 teams in the NFL and one black coach impossible that means you lazy and not doing your research or you don't want to do or you don't want to do your research it's either way there's no other possible explanation none and it's it's screwed up that again we we had this conversation last year and we had it two years ago uh one and a half years ago when we had harry carson on here too when is this shit gonna change bro and and this is why it's hard for it to change. 
and I'm, I'm keeping in the buck right here. When you're in these situations, especially as the coach, player, whatever, usually the person with the most money or who has the biggest bag, they will suppress the worst of all of the unjust that has been done in retentional practices because they know the minority can't speak out, even if they wanted to. Why? Because like I said earlier, it's still five head coaching vacancies of open. And Brian Flores really should get a job. But because if you speak out, they're like, oh, nah, I'm going to penalize you for that because I'm afraid you might sabotage the organization. Mm -hmm. So, bro, like I said, I commend him for doing that. And it's sad and it's very sad because for him to know that he had so much to gain from a monetary standpoint, from this point moving forward, he said, you know what? It doesn't matter that much to me. All I want to do is live in the truth and make sure other people have the opportunity who come behind me yeah. to be able to be established and be able to be looked upon as, don't judge me by, this, by my skin color. Judge me by what I bring to the table. Judge me by my merit and judge me by my resume yeah. to what why I'm in this office right now interviewing for this job. And that shows that shows the dignity that, that he has, right? Because how many people would be like, you know what, a hundred thousand dollars, team isn't that good. I'll take it. Nobody's gonna know what's coming from the CEO. Like, how many people would take that and kind of? It's, it's like hush money. Plenty. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it is. So, so I I can appreciate the dignity that this man has, and I think we all can, and we can stand on that because I've said it time and time again. The most powerful thing in this world is a person that is not moved by money. And clearly Flores is not moved by money. Salute to what he's doing and, and taking a stand. I, I hope he gets a job and I hope that people that are coming behind him can realize like, nah, like this ain't how it's supposed to be. And, and, and somebody's taking a stand for it. And I hope that there are current players, like we, we're using our platform to speak on it. So I hope there's current players that are out yeah. there using their platforms to, to actually say, you know what? This ain't right. Because imagine if you were a quarterback in this league, Super Bowl's coming up, you know, you, you got a playoff run in front of you. You're, you're Aaron Rodgers or, or, or Tom Brady or, you know, Peyton Manning when he was playing. One of these guys. And imagine y'all not doing well to start the season off and the team owner comes up to you and says, I'll give you an extra amount of money if you start losing games. That's tanking. That's illegal. That's People point shaving. Point shaving. That's gambling that the league is against. Sports betting's out now, so not really. But that that's the stuff that they told us, nah, don't do. So how what is the difference in saying that no, the players can't do it, but now you're telling a damn coach to do it. So what's the coach gonna do? Line up and go for it on fourth and nineteen? Huh? Call a quarterback draw fourth and nineteen. What you gonna do? Like what what, what are you gonna do as a coach? What player are you gonna call? What what lineup are you gonna put out there? to make your team not win. Salute because, damn it, it was about to fall on a black man and it did. <laughs> and, and Pete, this. When they asked him the question, do you understand the ramifications of what you've done and what you're doing? He was like, yeah. His response was priceless. 
He said, God has gifted me with a special talent to coach the game of football. But the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. Mm. Let me say that one more time. But the need for change is bigger than my personal goals. That's what Brian Flores said. In making the decision to file the class action complaint, I understand that I may be risking the coaching the game I love and has done so much for my family and him. My sincere hope is that by standing up against systemic racism in the NFL, others will join me to ensure that positive change is made for generations to come. It is. Can't, can't get much more clearer than that. Very clear, succinct, direct, concise, okay. direct statement. Yeah, man. So now he's in a position to where he could be looked upon as a martyr at the end of the day when it's all said and done. Yeah. And so I, I guess I don't even know if you call it a call to action, but I think it's more so awareness because I think if, if anything in life, and I say this all the time, awareness is the beginning of change. There's no way that you can change if you're not aware of what's going on. He is clearly aware. And so now it leads to really the solutions to, you know, and and I think you really dug in on it. I think number one, what we got to start doing and understanding even as a big group is if you have any affiliation or any love for the NFL, especially the affiliation, it doesn't matter when you were in it, even though you may be out. It's imperative. You can't speak up enough. Don't be having side conversations with people complaining, but you're not willing to put in the work to say something. Your word matters. Your opinion matters. And this fact is not even an opinion. It's fact. So if you are retired, you had any affiliation with the league, Pick up the phone and call somebody who wants to talk about it. It's the hottest subject of the moment right now. And then two, I'll always believe in this. You know, the NFL has the slogan, it takes all of us. Well, you know what? It does, it takes all of us. And that's not just black players, that's white players. People who are non-black, it takes all of us. I saw Ron Rivera coming out today, Hispanic background. He was saying this guy needs, speaking in reference to Brian Flores, he needs an opportunity to be able to go and interview for a coaching job. He deserves a head coaching job. That came out of his mouth. And so we need guys like that, white players. Yeah, it don't matter if you're retired or not. We need you to come up to, to the plate because if anybody knows the struggle of the black athlete, it's the white players who walk in that locker room each and every day and hear the stories. This is soap opera. It's probably one of the most beautiful soap operas you will ever hear because the story always changes. So we need our counterparts who love the game. Like if you if you love the game and the game has been good to you, you owe the game that. And then last but not least, and I commend the guys, the active guys who are playing. Because as much as we say it's the fans' issue or it's the coach, or it could be the coach's issue, it's your issue too. And clearly, I don't have to remind the guys because they understand the awareness 
and the heightened sensitivity of what we're going through, but active guys, challenge, come out and say, that's not right. That's not a true representation of who we are. It's not a true representation of what the league is made up of when people turn the TV on. 70% plus is people of color, black. Come on. So that's how, these are some of the solutions. And ultimately, we need more people of color owning teams. I know the Denver Broncos is up for sale right now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I believe I could raise that for bill. Robert Smith's supposed to be getting in on it too. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, so when we look at this, those are some of the solutions that really come to mind when I look at it overall too. Yeah, man, I'm with you, bro. And I, like I said, I just hope that this is the beginning of the change that we need to see in the NFL with these teams because pardon the pun, but it's black and white. Like you see, you know what I mean? It doesn't get any clearer. So at this point it's in your face and either you are willingfully ignoring it Mm. or or you turn the blind eye, you know what I mean? But either way you see it, everybody sees it. I mean, we saw it when we played. And if you're silent about it, your silence implies that you are okay with what's going on, period. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.